You're listening to The Q's Podcast, episode 145. Welcome to The Q's Podcast, where leaders and experts discuss the top topics in credit unions today. I'm Lisa Hograff, Senior Editor at Q's, and your host for this episode. In this show, we explore the development of a CEO who has a vision for technology and teamwork. That CEO is Q's member Dana D. Philippis. CEO of $825 million Merck, Sharp & Dome Federal Credit Union in Chalfont, Pennsylvania. Q's thanks SkyStem for sponsoring this conversation with Dana, which will give you lots of ideas for how to leverage technology to make the lives of your credit union's employees and members easier. Dana also encourages you, listeners, to learn and develop your skills and competencies and those of your team members through both formal learning and on-the-job project opportunities. The show gets into Dana's unique path to becoming CEO of her credit union, including how she came to add IT experience to her extensive accounting experience, the value to a new CEO of knowing all areas of a credit union, and to forming teams with representation from across the organization. How Dana has implemented technology, including SkyStem's art system, with a vision for making staff members' lives easier and keeping the credit union relevant, and the formal learning and networking benefits Dana gained from attending the three years of CUSA's CEO Institute, plus doing the between segment projects, all of which earned her the CCE, Certified Chief Executive Designation. I think you'll enjoy a lively half hour now thinking about leadership and technology. So let's get started. Welcome to the show, Dana. Well, Lisa, thank you for inviting me. I've been uh, trying to listen to podcasts more often, so but this is the first time I'm participating. So <laughs> we're extra glad to have you then. We'll, we'll try to make this as good a first go as possible. I'm uh, excited to talk to you about your journey into the CEO role at your credit union, too. But before we jump into that, I'd like to warm up the conversation. And to that end, I wondered if you would have a quote or a mantra that you use to guide your professional life that you might be able to share. I would say a mantra that guides my professional life um, would be that you can accomplish anything that you put your mind to. That you really, you know, work hard and things can get accomplished and you can't just really let things happen. Mm-hmm. Is there like, like one salient thing that you think that applies to in your career thus far? Um, I mean, definitely the CEO. I mean, early in, I knew that that's kind of where I wanted to go. So, you know, he was very helpful in that promoting me, but just working to the towards that goal is um, kind of probably 10 years prior to me becoming the CEO. Oh, very nice. Very nice. You had kind of a long handoff, as we say, right? Where the outgoing CEO was already mentoring and nurturing your growth. That's wonderful. Yes, definitely. And now you've been in the CEO role for maybe two years. Do I have that right? Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And before that, you were the VP of finance? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I wondered if you'd maybe talk about your experience, um, how you gathered what you need to know now. So you have a background in finance, accounting, IT. Did you gather your knowledge intentionally and strategically with your outgoing CEO or did you kind of more fall into these areas and then fall in love with them? Because I think you like what you do. Yeah, so um, I 
kind of began my career as a, in the public accounting area. So I graduated in, I have an accounting background um, and went into public accounting. So I was in public accounting for about seven years. So I kind of gained that knowledge, accounting and finance. I worked for a small regional public accounting firm in Philadelphia. So I had the opportunity to gain a lot of knowledge and experience in different industries. So I worked in manufacturing, you know, we did audits for manufacturing, nonprofits, financial institutions. So I became very interested in the financial institution area. So after seven years, I left that in the audit field and went into a community bank for three years. So I worked for in a community bank for three years, accounting manager position, and then transferred into the credit union about 24 years ago. So I think my accounting and finance knowledge has been, you know, that's kind of my background and I continue, I am a CPA, so I continue my education in the accounting and finance area. So that's probably how that came about. The IT side of it, I would say after being here at the credit union a few years, I saw the need for additional leadership and guidance for that department as it was growing and as technologies were changing. So I really went to the CEO at the time and, and suggested that I take IT over in my role as, and supervise that department. So I am not a IT guru. So it's been a learning experience for me. You know, I have a great team in that department. I look for them for, but, you know, I guide them and lead, lead them, but they are very, they have the knowledge. So I kind of lean on them for the knowledge, but I've also, you know, I educate myself through webinars and conferences and such to continue to increase my knowledge on the IT side, but it, I think it's helped them to, to guide them more. Mm-hmm. Maybe to set some vision and just provide mm-hmm. the leadership, right? You don't have to know every technical detail maybe to to give shape to the, the direction that the group is going to take. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, really yes. cool. So how many years were you in the finance and accounting and IT role? You said 22, um, something like that? I'm going to say maybe 20 years. And for half of that, you were preparing, you know, I'm thinking maybe I'd like to become the CEO. At this point now, you've been two years leading the whole organization. How do you feel like those experiences with accounting and IT impact your perspective and decision-making now as CEO? So I guess like we talked about before, I had tremendous support from our previous CEO whenever he saw the opportunity for me to connect with the board because he knew ultimately they were the ones to make the decision. It was not up to him. He would, you know, of course, uh, support the decision, but, you know, I had to present to them and they did do a search, you know, they went outside. I was included in the search process and ultimately I believe they they made the right decision. But I think also, I believe that because I had the accounting, because I had the IT, but I also had knowledge of the entire organization. So I was, he offered me, you know, I had that opportunity to continue to be part of any decision-making processes, be part of any projects. So I have a pretty good knowledge base of, you know, how things work in all departments. You know, I'm not an expert in lending or marketing or operations, but at least I know, you know, the processes that happen or how decisions are made or who to go to in those departments to make sure 
to ask questions. It sounds uh, like you might be a very good cross-pollinator, right? Mm-hmm. Let's make sure this person's talking to this person so that this project sails through. Right. And the, I think the big thing too, and what has, you know, what I continue to do is to be a big proponent of team collaboration, I guess, between all departments. So no matter what project we're working on, making sure that there is somebody from every area, you know, employee from operations, from the branch, call center, marketing, lending, that they're involved in that process from the beginning, from, you know, if we're, you know, if we're looking at a new vendor, make sure that they're in the selection process, they're in the implementation process, they're in the that whole, you know, from beginning to end, I think just makes that project more successful. And I think over time, just understanding, being able, being on those projects and understanding how everything works helps the whole organization as a whole. And I think that's helped me in my decision-making process and the transition into the CEO role. Yeah, that's that's great backgrounding. Would you talk a little bit more about your big picture perspective on technology itself? And how have you applied that perspective to how the credit union has used technology in the last couple of years? Yeah, so to me, technology is extremely important here at the credit union, especially now with the remote workforce. We're not completely remote. You know, our branches, of course, cannot be remote, but we do have employees here that are part-time remote two days a week or so. So we just see it as a means of streamlining processes, increasing efficiencies, and then providing an enhanced uh, service for our member. It helps us remain relevant in the industry. Oh, definitely. Technology is so important. It's so expected because our members are using Amazon and our members are using all Venmo and our members are using all of these new applications and technologies. Right. They're using chat GPT and that's a whole nother conversation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about some tech tools you've adopted in the last couple of years and how you've driven those decisions and what kinds of results you're getting from the choices you've made. Some of the areas um, in the accounting area, we've launched Sky Stems art system, which allows us to do all of our reconcilements, our monthly closes and reconcilements are all computerized now. So it makes it much easier, you know, no more paper. We used to have binders of reconciliations every month, you know, a big, huge binder of paper reconcilements. Now the process is all streamlined online. So someone can approve them. Somebody knows when they're due, you know, this reconcilement's due on a certain time. Somebody else has to review them. So it's all automated in one system. So that that's helped with also with our audits. You know, when the auditors come in, you know, we can just submit everything, upload everything to their site that they need to, to look at that. So that's one of the systems that has tremendously increased our efficiencies in the accounting department. How long ago did you put that into place? Um, I'm going to say we're probably like a year and a half into that process. So So that was really something you brought in and you probably drew on your experience because you've probably closed a lot of books over over your time in accounting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also, we moved our accounts payable process to an online system. So in the past, you know, we used to have to, I used to get a pile of invoices and have to sign off on them. And now that's all automated. I get an email that says I have to go in and prove them. I prove them and off they go. And then Two, with the whole COVID incident, you know, having to have people come in to print out checks, 
Um, so we're trying to get all our vendors to pay them through ACH. And I think that has um, helped too tremendously. Um, I don't think we're there hundred percent, but we're getting there with our vendors to be able to just submit payments through the ACH process. Um, so that's been really helpful. Um, that's really interesting because I might not initially think of an accounting system as a system that would like keep a credit union relevant, but I bet what that does, this is my guess and you can tell me, is that it frees you up. So you don't have to spend quite so much time on that sort of nitty gritty part of the business. And instead you can talk to the board or think about what your next innovation might be. Is that true? True. I mean, one of our, actually, one of our goals this year is to work on innovation. We're going to be working with Filene to um, come in and sort of talk to our whole organization about innovation and how to go about being more innovative. So our ultimate goal is that we free up our employees' time doing uh, mundane things so that they can be more innovative. They can think about how things are being done and how do we you know, continue to improve our processes, improve our products and services that we're offering to our men, members. So yes, the ultimate goal is because we're only, we're, you know, we're 800 million credit union with 85 employees. So pretty lean. So to be able to really free up people's time so that they can be more innovative and think about ways to be more productive and possibly better serve the members because they're not so stressed out about getting their numbers right. taken care of. Right, exactly. So being having more time to engage with the members is definitely another goal with putting in more technologies that help, you know, streamline processes. Marvelous, marvelous. Some more questions for you. Um, I'm kind of interested, based on your experience, what kind of advice or uh, learnings would you share about talent development in the credit union space? Say the goal is to develop strong and well-rounded professionals. What would you recommend? Yeah, so I guess going back to what I said about team collaboration is getting people involved in different projects or teams. So here at the credit union, we actually have what we call strategic teams. So there are teams of people that work on different strategic goals that we have for the year. And it's just, and it's not just senior management, it would be senior management managers, and even some of our high potential employees are on these different strategic groups that we call. So like there's a membership growth, there's a lending growth strategic team and getting them involved and they meet internally to discuss ways to, how do we achieve these strategic goals? So really just getting everybody involved. So I would really just say encouraging employees to volunteer for different projects within the credit union to gain, because I think that's how they gain knowledge. That's how they grow to be better employees and to be more innovative. And definitely education, I would say too. Um, myself, I participated in the QCO Institute. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Three um, years of, of intense programs at top business schools, right? Yes. So I did that maybe, oh gosh, I'm going to say I did that 15 years ago or so. Um, but it's a great opportunity to you know learn from professors in those top universities like University of Penn, Darden, Cornell. But it's also, you know, the ability to learn strategies used by organizations outside the credit union industry and how do you relate it back to our industry. So I thought that to me was, you know, very helpful and seeing how other organizations, successful organizations 
what their strategies are and stuff. So yeah, definitely education and then participation in different projects. I love that. It's a great combination, right? Of learning best practices and theories, but then also having the project experience to put those things to work, right? Both are valuable. Yeah. And also the the ability to meet other credit union leaders and Mm -hmm. work with them. So it was a great opportunity. People have told me that when they graduate from CEO Institute, they have this like this new group of colleagues that they can reach out to. Is that true for you? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I love that. I think that's mm-hmm. really cool. But as you reflect back on your on your experiences growing into the CEO role, and now you have two years as CEO, what would you say so far has been your pinnacle experience or achievement that you're most proud of? And then what's your vision for what's next? So very recently, we just converted to a new digital channel. I think that to me would be the most successful. And I mean, it's been something that I knew that we needed to do because this platform that we were on just was not getting updated. So that happened since you've become CEO? Uh, Yeah, we actually just went live uh, two weeks ago. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I'll ask you more questions after. So that's a huge thing. Yes. So how long did you work to prepare that to go live? Oh, probably a year. Yeah. Uh Uh Um, It's a big project. I think too is I, you know, in the past, I was sort of the project lead when we've, you know, we've done core conversions in, in the past and letting somebody else lead that was something that I was, you know, it's hard to do, but I did, which was good. I mean, I was able to let somebody else lead the project, but still be available to answer questions and help with any issues or, or stuff. So, but yeah, I mean, definitely, I think it's something, you know, we went to Alchemy Innovation Wise is going to allow us to be more innovative on our, on the digital and be able to um, compete in the market. It's, it's another nice example of you looking to technology mm-hmm. to keep you relevant, right? right. And to hopefully... As it smooths out, I know always the first couple of weeks can be (laughs) where you learn a lot, um, that it will be a great thing for both the internal staff and the members in the community. Yeah, that's very Change is hard for everybody, but I think over what we're trying to say to our membership, you know, there's definitely going to be people that don't like the change. But over time, what we're trying to communicate to them is that this is a system that we can change, you know, and listen to their ideas and listen to their you know, suggestions. And I think it's a system that we can update more easily, you know, with the partner that we're with, with the system that we're with. So it'll give you some flexibility to adapt over time to your members' needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe to staff needs too. So pain points on both sides are resolved. Yes. Yes. That's exciting. And then talk to me a little bit about what's next. What's your vision for down the road for you and your credit union? I think um, one of the areas that we are looking at is business accounts. Um, We do some business lending and we do business accounts. And that's one area that I think that technology can help us advance what we're doing currently. You know, we don't properly use probably some of the systems that we have for business accounts, but, you know, is that an opportunity for us to grow the membership on the business side? Even though we're a single seg, we still have probably about 400 small segs that are part of our membership. So, you know, being able to serve their needs too. So I think that's one of the areas that we're looking at is the business account side. And then what I talked about was innovation. How do we be continue to be more innovative? 
Yeah, very exciting times for you. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. We've been going for a while and I want to respect your time. But before we close up the show, I want to ask you, what is something that I didn't ask you about that you would like to talk about for our listeners? I guess my thought, and I kind of instill this too in my own kids. I have two boys. You know, don't be afraid to take a challenge, take on challenges, because I think that's how you grow and that's how you learn. Sometimes you have to step out of your comfort zone to grow and, and to take on new new challenges. That's a wonderful message to take forward. Thank you so much for all these great insights. Thanks for being on the show, Dana. Well, I appreciate you having me and I love this great opportunity to speak to you. And I hope that um, this helps others in their in the industry as they aspire to be CEOs. I would like to thank you, our listeners, for taking time out of your busy schedules to listen to today's episode of The Q's Podcast. And many thanks to Dana for sharing her experience and insights. Thanks also to SkyStem for sponsoring this show. Learn more about SkyStem and its art, month, and closing system at skystem.com. That's S-K-Y-S-T-E-M.com. Find a full transcript of this episode at cumanagement.com slash podcast 145. You can also find more great credit union-specific content at cumanagement.com. Thanks again for listening today. Cues is an international credit union association that champions and delivers effective talent development solutions for executives, staff, and boards to drive organizational success.